G'day, I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. I'm Alice Zhao. And I'm Curtis Herbert. And this is Independence, a show where we talk about the things, the things that we've had to do to stay afloat in the App Store and to <laughs> survive as indies. You know what I had to do once? What did you <laughs> It's tragic. What, what is it? I once had to say GIF. <laughs> <laughs> to survive in the app store yes to survive in the app store i had to say gif G-g-gif. i i've had to say i've had to say it incorrectly a few times so it's 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 hard you do it's what you gotta to do it. though man it, yeah, that's what yeah. it comes down to you yep. you gotta pick your battles <laughs> so all right Today, I want to talk about something that I think is potentially very specific to software. So, and I, I, that's obviously really relevant for the three of us, even though normally we try and do things that are not, not so specific to apps, but, you know, other kinds of products. So, like, you know, books, songs, movies, I don't know, like, uh, artisanal pet rocks, you know, these, these all have <laughs> a point at which they're sort of, they're sort of finished, like, they're done and like just, you put them out, they, they're done, they're gone. But software is different because it continues to change after it's released and like it, it has that sort of living effect. And I mean, I would say that it's almost in fact expected to evolve as time goes on. So I, I want to talk a little bit about how apps evolve and how software evolves from our perspective as indies because I guess... I guess it's kind of important for us that it continues to evolve because that's literally our bread and butter, like continuing to produce, to develop our apps. So, so I have two questions for you. First, you're saying that movies don't evolve over time, but what about director's cuts, final editions? I mean, Blade Runner has like three editions at least, like the sure. director's final plus plus cut or something like that. Like it's just that's not I, an evolution. It, it, that's just tacking on more stuff to sell more products. Yeah, but isn't that software in the end? No. No. Wasn't Windows XP <laughs> just an attempt to sell more stuff? <laughs> Perhaps. My my joking aside, it you know, software has definitely changed over the last two decades where it evolves now versus just sequels. Yeah. But so I guess my question is, um, you're talking about the evolution of apps and how they change over time. And I think that can be different ways that apps can evolve. You can evolve by adding new features. Mm. You can evolve by changing the design, be it to help users or just a matter of fashion, uh, as can often be the case. So what what are you kind of thinking here? I look, I think like features and design and stuff like that is probably where I'd like to talk to today because that's a change in the product itself. If you're talking about things like business models, that is a change and it's definitely like apps can evolve in that way. Like apps can have their business model evolve over time. I know mine has... I know, Curtis, yours has a lot. Well, analysis has too. Yeah, definitely. Well, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, a lot of people has, let's be honest. In the yeah. App Store, it's, it's it's basically just a thing to change your business model every few years. I'm changing mine this winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing mine next week and then the week after that. Why not? Yeah. It's like a pair of pants. You can only wear it five times and then you need a new <laughs> if one. You, if you wear it at all. If you wear it at all. <laughs> yeah. Pants optional, people. Pants optional. <laughs> Look, I, I, I want to acknowledge that that is a thing. Like, that, that's definitely a thing. But the thing that I want to talk about today is more of a feature thing, like how the app works and maybe how you see your app works changes over time. The business stuff we can probably get to in a pricing episode or something. I, I feel like that's probably more of its own thing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, in regards to, like, an app changing over time 
and the features, like adding features and changing features and removing features, the design as well, all of the same stuff. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing or is it somewhere in between? I don't know if it's a like a bad thing, but it's almost just expected because I think we're very much in the mindset that we're like, hey, let's put out the MVP, right? Like the yeah. least amount of work to launch. And you were no longer looking at software as these like bloated things where we have to get every single feature out there and it's perfect. And then we release. So it's almost like a given that you will be evolving simply because you didn't even put out the full, like your dream set of features in there to begin with. Yeah, I feel like aside from the most basic apps, yeah, like a calculator app, PCALC aside with its advanced <laughs> AR functionality and watch complications and all the fun stuff that he keeps adding to it, you know, the built-in basic calculator app inside of Windows or inside of Mac OS or iOS, that's one that doesn't need to evolve. If, even though it does. <laughs> it, it, if anything, it de-evolving is better. See Apple's animation bug when they tried to make those buttons all fancy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like so i feel like there are some kind of simple utility apps that mm-hmm. the only evolution is basically it keeping pace with the hardware so you know fitting on the iphone 10 or something like that but i do feel like anything more complicated than a basic utility there's usually room to grow although i think there is always the question of what is your ceiling of evolution you know the calculator app ceiling sure. of evolution is pretty low um <laughs> something like slopes i don't see an infinite evolution there i think that there is to some degree an end game beyond fashion which is another evolution. But from a feature standpoint, at least right now, you know, I could foresee a ceiling there. What about when your perspective changes? Like, because obviously you're, you're thinking about this right now as like, okay, my app or, or like as an indie or as a creator, like how does your perspective change when you look at it as a user? Because users in certain situations, definitely where like, say, Facebook is concerned, don't like change so do you think it could be a bad thing or do you think the approach is wrong there i think it's the approach a lot of the time you know part of thinking back to the facebook drama of newsfeed redesigns it always seemed like they were changing something wholesale to how people were used to things but if you look at something like instagram when they cloned snapchat and added stories you know you didn't have people complaining that instagram quote-unquote changed it's just here's this new area And here's this feature that we're going to evolve and continue to add things to. And now you can tag in there. Now you can add polls. Now you can do all kinds of things. But they're not changing the core vision of the feature. They're just adding new capabilities to it. And they did that without necessarily changing Instagram. Now, when they changed the news feed or the activity feed to be (laughs) non-chronological, everybody everybody (laughs) revolted. Um, So it really depends on like, if you're changing something versus adding something, mm-hmm. but then I'll argue that, you know, Instagram, I've been the happiest with their timeline now because now they have a you're all caught up. I don't have to do that mental load anymore of what's the last picture I saw. Mm-hmm. So actually, I like this ultimate iteration. It's just I think they should have shipped that you're all caught up thing first and then nobody would have complained. I mean, the the argument there, I guess, is like, could they get to that point without making people angry first upset (laughs) maybe not and that's a lesson they learned it's just weird that it took them you know what a year at least to figure out that everybody was revolting about this i say everybody and i'm just talking about our little corner of the internet for all i know everybody else pretty widespread or again maybe it's just my corner was also widespread oh i mean i I think it annoys a lot of people i know that I've talked to people who did not like the change because it meant that they would get like just things in a random order. It's, and it's random. Like, Where do yeah. you go and yeah. stuff? And yeah, it was, yeah, it was not, it wasn't great. Yeah. 
I honestly, I think that it can kind of it can kind of vary. Like the whether or not your app evolves can be good and bad. And I I feel like to go back to your calculator thing earlier, Curtis. You you say that the ceiling is low on that, and I don't necessarily feel like that's the case. I feel like the ceiling could be much higher, but it's a matter of what and how, and it's it's a matter of the approach again. Like I I think it's always about the approach because I mean there are there's a tons of apps on 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 the app store that are, are kind of calculators, but they're more than calculators. Like you look at like something say uh, got solver. S O U L V E R, solver because it's got soul, I guess, uh, which is like a text editor that has kind of calculator stuff built into yeah, it. Yeah, I love the UX for that. It's a very interesting way to do calculations. Yeah. I, I feel like there are there are ways that you can go with even apps like oh, Calculator. There are. It's just and there are a, even niche ones. And there are even niche ones. Like if you take like a real estate focused calculator, they have very specific needs. Or if you take like a tip calculator was a very popular one in early iOS days. And I'm not trying to argue that there aren't different avenues that you could take with calculators, but I'm thinking from just a stock calculator app. Like if you're going to ship an app for every phone, you don't want that app to be some powerful TI-89 clone uh, some graphing calculator or something like that that you have to be able to write basic inside of the calculator app because that's what the calculators <laughs> did. You know, there's there's kind of that ceiling there that you can hit. And then other apps can try and take those niches um, and kind of try and do something a little bit different. But the stock one doesn't have to go crazy. All right. So I, I want to turn it back around on like us as indies as opposed to like cal- calculator, uh, which is shipped by Apple. Indies ship calculators too. Yeah, but like not for every phone. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm sure that James Thompson probably wants it to be on every phone. I don't know. <laughs> Look, how has your app changed over time? So, like, uh, for Curtis, for you, like, how has Slopes changed over time? And for for Alice, how has Gus changed over time? Yeah, so it's funny that, like, if you look at what we shipped in 2012, it's mostly remained the same for the original app we submitted. Um, certainly, we've updated to account for um, iOS upgrades and um, all that, or updates. But that particular app is mostly unchanged. Um, the core functionality, the, even the design and the features, they're essentially the same. And I think we just take the approach of like to evolve is to actually burn it all and start over again, right? <laughs> burn down the house and start over again. And so we've, well, we created the second one, which was story based. Um, and it was completely different in, in terms of content. We, and we try to create like, or like, okay, what was the magic of Gus one? Can we bring it into something that's story based? And, and it was quite a, a learning process to figure out what makes this work because it wasn't just vocabulary. And now that we're in this third incarnation, we're just trying to like take all these lessons. Again, we've burned it all. <laughs> no, I mean, they still exist, but we're essentially trying to reinvent Gus One and do better and expand the content. So I would say like it's the individual apps haven't evolved, but like Gus overall has evolved. Well, I think that's just a distinction of how software is shipped there. Like Gus is evolving as you go through yes. time. Yeah. It's just that you're choosing essentially the equivalent of the paid upgrade model where you have different SKUs representing different generations. But Mm -hmm. as a whole, Gus is evolving and playing around a lot with its design, how you do storytelling in it, everything. Yeah, this has been a really interesting like 
redo of the designs like well we get to start over and that's kind of exciting but then we're like shoot like this is this is a very difficult thing to start over yeah it's, it's different from taking the stories app and making it better or adding features we are like completely redoing the navigation which is it's not it's a actually a very difficult problem um like the first time around when we did Gus, we're like, oh, we're just going to put a country map in and it'll traverse the cities. And that's pretty simple. And it was, I mean, we created it very quickly. We didn't mull over like th that UI too long. But this one, is like, we're like, we're trying to be so much smarter, which requires a lot more like strategy, I guess. Yeah. Mm. It's almost more of an old school approach to how, like how software evolved. Earlier, we were talking about Windows. <laughs> and to be fair, Windows has had the, a very similar approach especially back in the back in the old days back in the day you know you went from windows 95 to <laughs> windows xp i think that was the progression you know that sort of well, thing no, was 95 like, 98 xp all oh, right 98 i forgot 98 but like that was a progression of like okay we're gonna we're gonna ship a bunch of changes and like ios goes through something not dissimilar where it like it ships you yeah. literally like the, in the last couple of weeks we've had like ios 12 drop and mac os mojave i think yep and they're significant changes over the previous and i feel like alice your approach is not dissimilar but i would still say that that's an evolution yeah yeah you don't have to kill the old app yeah for the new app to yeah, exist right that's yeah. true it's true and I think some of the freedom to do that versus the way you guys have approached it comes from the fact that like, you know, our user is a kid and they actually, I don't expect them to use it for more than like several months. I mean, maybe they'll come back to do like a quick review and it's just a fun game to play, but it's like to intensely use it, like it's probably not that long, but you guys are hoping for users to actually use it, I don't know, for life. Yeah. <laughs> and so it makes sense that you're not going to ship a new product that supports slopes like you're just going to change slopes or gift wrap to be better inside that app well yeah, it's an interesting i think strength that you have that if you experiment with a new version of your app and for some reason it starts failing you can still rely on the revenue from the last two as long as yes. you haven't killed That's them or done something like that to deprecate <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, we didn't really burn it. It still exists. <laughs> yeah. It still makes money. <laughs> yeah, it's still in the store. You can still sell it. And if you notice a disaster with your 2.0, you can just kind of be like, oops, and lean back on your 1.0. Right. Yeah, I've, I feel like the way that Curtis, you and I have kind of approached it, it's only a really subtle shift. Mm -hmm. The changes that we're making to the app, if we only released everything like once a year or once every couple of years or whatever, they would be much larger and they would be much more yeah. kind of extreme. But because we're releasing far more often, they, they tend to be smaller. Yeah, I like it. I, I like that approach because it's more digestible. So one thing, <laughs> um, I was watching a talk at NS North, I believe it was, and it was Georgia Dow who writes for IMOR and is a psychologist. And she was talking about getting into flow. Uh, which is kind of a user state you can get into with video games and stuff like that when like the challenge is ramping up at just the right level. And I don't have a source in front of me, so I might be misquoting. In fact, there's a good chance. But I think she said it was something about like three new major things of version that users can kind of take and be like, okay, and that's it before they look at those changes and they're just like, I can't deal with all these changes. Hmm. And depending on how soon they're presented with them and how major they are and all that kind of stuff kind of influences it. But the users have a very limited tolerance for that change and you do kind of have to give it to them in like digestible small bites. 
Um, and again, that's why I liked something like Instagram with their stories. Like they didn't come out with a complete stories package as a 1.0. They came out with the core and then they've been adding a feature to stories like every two months if you watch them. So yeah. like you can kind of see they're just building on that, which is, I am assuming they're smart enough to realize that this is a positive byproduct that they're giving their users time to digest those new features. And like, I guess getting to your question of how slopes change over time, one specific example is the 3d capabilities of the phone have changed dramatically Mm. from kind of my original, the best I could do on iPhone 3gs hardware to what I can do today with like a fully virtual 3d mountain rendered. And you can see yourself on the mountain. As soon as I upgraded that old 3d view, then I realized like, oh, this would be really cool to reuse that 3D view in other locations to give you a better idea about your day. And I think that has been a large part of the Slopes Evolution story is kind of platform features. So, you know, HealthKit coming out or the Apple Watch coming out, a whole new platform. It's kind of a companion to the iOS platform or new capabilities of the phones or stuff like that. Those kind of things have given me more. And then I think the other kind of change arc of slopes is just kind of an improvement of what I've been capable of doing. So, you know, going back and I finally kind of redesigned the summary screen for the recap of your day. And when I redesigned that, it looks a lot cleaner. It's much more iOS 12 style and it just fits better with the current modern UI, but that's my capability is getting better. And when I ship the big timeline view in slopes 2.0 with the scroll bar at the bottom that you could scrub through as opposed to like a table view look Mm -hmm. you know that's just my design skills leveling up and thinking more complicated about how to tackle the problem from a design perspective that from a ux perspective would be a lot simpler to understand so i think it's kind of platform evolution and my own evolution as a designer Mm. and as a programmer on ios Mm. as kind of hand in hand been the evolution of slopes yeah i would say that it's the same with me like with gift wrapped probably leaning more towards the like the evolution of me than it is the software like the the ios side stuff because gift has ios features but a lot of the core changes in gift have been because i'm thinking on a different level now and yeah. over time the way that i see the app has shifted when gift shipped the way that it was laid out was that it had uh your library and that was the key thing like it was just your library and then you typed a button and then it would flip to like an explore type screen, which allowed you to bring stuff into your library. And that was because the way that I had thought about that was sort of a, as a tacked on thing. It was like, okay, this is something that I'm just adding to my, my app. But over time, that has become more and more integral to the way that people use the app. It's not just where I keep my gifts, it's how I bring my gifts into the app. Currently, it's in like in the it's all in a tab bar, and I don't know if I've talked much about my version two that is still not launched. It's still not out there, <laughs> but uh, it's coming and it's definitely being worked on. One of the changes I'm I'm making with that is that now when you search, you're you're searching your library and you're searching the internet at the same time. Like it's 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 kind of it's so brought together that it's like it's one and the same they're the same they're the same thing yeah. and it's just makes sense like it looks different look it looks completely different but it's not so it's the the approach to it is like a is a gradual like it's been a gradual shift of like how i see the app as being like mm. the way that you bring things in has was tacked on originally and now it's so part of it that it's like it's an integral part now and that's that's me changing Uh, as much as anything well that's interesting that you bring up like the idea of how you see your app shifting because i think one other avenue that can lead to evolution is 
kind of the role your app plays and how that can shift. Um, so I guess for a concrete example, you know, slopes is I've always, I still need to come up with a good elevator pitch and market one of these days, but I view it as essentially like journaling for your skiing and your snowboarding. And it gives you all your stats and stuff, but it's really about capturing your memories. That's the core of it. And there's a lot of potential draw to do some other things there that are kind of adjacent spaces, such as what are the current conditions at my favorite resort? Or can I find lift ticket discounts or all kinds of stuff adjacent to the ski industry that I'm in? And some other apps do similar things like the resort tracking and stuff like that. But it hasn't ever fit into my picture of what is slopes. For me, that's been an important evolution to avoid because there's a lot I can evolve with it, just the journaling and kind of keeping that as my core focus for slopes, I think has kept my evolution on the right direction. Cause you can easily evolve to one of those really creepy AI trained models that you see on the yeah. internet of like trying to train like a biped to walk and it just ends up falling on its butt all the time. <laughs> um, like I don't want to do that with slopes. Like I want to keep it going in the right direction. You, you don't want to train and, like a biped robot to ski. Is that like, no, what? Sounds dangerous. <laughs> we'll not be using machine learning for that. I don't, care if it's 10 times more energy efficient on the new phones um, but like I, I i do think that's an important thing to talk about when we talk about evolution is you know keeping your focus and targeting that evolution more i guess like nature would targeted towards survival versus mm. just like bloating your app with all these potential things that you could do and it sounds like with you jelly you're kind of when you're saying how you've seen your app shift kind of how you saw it it wasn't so much that you've changed the core of your app. I think it's yeah. just that you've kind of brought all the ideas into a coherent strategy for your app. Right. And I think the coherent part of that sentence is probably <laughs> the most important one. These features are like, they make sense. It makes sense that if you have a library that you're going to want to bring things into it. It's a it's a natural progression. With like slopes, like, I mean, yeah, sure. Like finding out what the the weather is like at your favorite ski spot is. I mean, it kind of makes sense that you would want to do that. But there are other ways to do that, and there, like, it makes it would make more sense for that to be a separate app than it to than for it to be part of slopes. It seems like slopes is about like the things that you've done more than the things like where you're going. Right, and so that actually, though, I think an interesting way to look at evolution is just to play my cards a little bit of like one feature I'm heavily considering. It's about where you've been, but part of the where you've been story is what were the weather conditions. So mm -hmm. for example, if slopes could automatically show you like, hey, you rode that day and that day had 24 inches of fresh powder where you were. That's an important part of the story that I want to capture. And it's the same yeah. data I'm sucking in from an API provider. Yeah. And I'm probably paying the same amount for that data. But I'm not reusing that data to also show the resort info because that's not part of my coherent story that I'm trying oh, to tell. I'm yeah. just trying to tell it about your other stuff. And this way you get that information for free without having to add it to the notes or something like that. Right. And then you could do a fun thing in search, like search for pow days. It would be really cool. Pow days? Is pow. Yeah, pow days. I feel like this is a totally different language now. <laughs> Welcome to the world of skiing. It's not one of the 30 uh, Gus on the Go languages. <laughs> hey, if you want, we can start talking about the terrible grab that guy had when he was sandboarding in uh, the keynote presentation they had there. Yeah, that, that was a sloppy grab. <laughs> I don't even know what is happening yeah. right now. What is, what yeah, is, I don't either. What is a grab? Not sure. That sounds, that sounds terrible. 
You probably we shouldn't be we shouldn't be do- talking about grabbing. I mean, to be fair, if I'm going to quote my friend who was texting me at the time of that event, uh, that sandboarder totally stinked bug that indie. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. What yeah. is that? <laughs> Go rewatch the keynote. It'll be instantly clear. Sure. Sure. Sure, mate. Whatever. So talking about stink bugs. No, no, no. In all seriousness. Talking about the idea of you know, focus in your app and pointing the evolution in the right direction. Obviously, we can have kind of, well, multiple ways, but maybe two major ways to deal with this evolution. Large-scale meteorites taking out all the dinosaurs and changing all the life on Earth, or tiny little evolutions over time. <laughs> so, Alice, what what has been your approach there? I, I'm guessing you're kind of more the meteor in this analogy? <laughs> I think, you know... <laughs> I don't think we meant it Burn to it be like the meteor <laughs> dinosaur killing change. Um, it's kind of just how we ended up because we had 30 different languages and 30 different apps. This almost was easier. So what you're saying is you accidentally killed all the yeah. dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the weird thing is she didn't really kill them. They're still in the app store. So app yeah. store is kind of Jurassic Park in this example. Yeah. And you can go and they just haven't escaped their cages yet and killed everyone. So the dinosaurs are killing other people? Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. I don't know. I don't know what's happening now either. But, well. um, you know, to be honest, I for this third one where we're, you know, putting all the languages, it's going to be a singular app experience. And we're hopefully going to point everyone eventually to this super amazing new platform. I mean, the goal is actually to be more like you guys, where we can add features slowly and like figure out what is, you know, how are, how are our users learning and can we make it a better experience? I mean, I think that was the original goal was to do that. But I think because of the path that we took and because it was, you know, it's also a short lived app in that you know, they're only going to be using it for a few months at the most. Like it, it, I think we sort of just escaped that route to improve it. And we just, you know, created a new one instead. Well, and you had a new business model and everything. And yes. It can just yeah. Be we had to try to just, that. Yeah. You know, going freemium and such. So, yeah, but I, I, I want to say that like the, the third app, this app, this amazing platform, it's going to be more similar to you guys that we get to do these small things because it's one code base and we don't have and one skew <laughs> um one so set of we'll app store we'll screenshots because yeah. <laughs> i would uh, say that it's easier right like yeah the approach the the, the small light touch type thing yeah. is, is a lot easier than having to like lump a bunch of changes in yeah i think what happened was that you know when you have all these apps to maintain trying to convince yourself to even make a small change means you have to do it across every single one and perhaps yeah. other platforms. And we're yeah. like, and I, so I think we perhaps like put ourselves in a corner and this was the only way out was to, you know, send the meteor, but hopefully we'll, we'll be in your shoes soon. Yeah. I've been trying to do myself kind of a mix of, I feel like some screens get sweeping changes. Like I did a sweeping change to the timeline viewer uh, with 2.0. And then I did a sweeping change to the summary screen with, I don't even remember my version numbers anymore. But And then I did a sweeping change with the editor view I just shipped, which took kind of the idea of, I used to be able to, like if you left your slopes running uh, and you drove away, like you could change the ending or you could change the start in mm. case you got on a shuttle early. Um, so now you can actually go in and slope says, hey, here are all your lifts and runs. And you can go in and drag that run to be a little bit longer or shorter or delete the run if it misdetected or add a run. 
And that was just a sweeping redesign of that screen. But I've been able to do that kind of screen by screen at a time, yeah. which I found works pretty well for me because it's enough that I'm able to say basically like, here's this new feature as a screen or something like that. Yeah. And not here's this big new app. Um, which for me, I felt so far with users has been pretty digestible, but still a big enough change to get them excited. Cause that's always a big thing for me too, is wanting to excite the users. So mm. giving them that big, like, Hey, here's a new editor, not just like little tweaks all along to the trim controller has worked pretty well for me. But get back to me when I finally redesign my launch screen and the recording screen and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Cause that's the one everybody sees right away. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've mostly gone with the, the, the light touch stuff over the years. I find it's a lot more digestible for me. Yeah. One of the things that I'm doing, obviously I've got a 2.0 coming. I can't, I can't stop talking about it. That reflects a rather large and like I'm, I called it 2.0 like for no other reason than because it feels like mm. a big change. And like that's a, that's more of a sweeping change because it's a huge UI refresh and mm-hmm. stuff is happening. And I, I'm going, I'm here to tell you it is friggin' hard to like to deal with that and to kind of, make sure and to like to work with that in such a way that it it feels like a natural progression because obviously with me i'm not i mean the way that i'm approaching it is that i'm not going to release like gif app 2 is like this separate thing it's just going to be an update it's going to go out to everybody because that's the way that like freemium apps work and so i got i got to make sure that like for the people that are coming along for the ride are going to like find it new and useful and good good being the good it's got to be good but also like progress their level like level them up as well like so that not only has the app evolved but they've evolved and they're leveled up they've got the more power more power (laughs) more gift power but at the same time though this can be scary because there there can be downsides that evolution so you're talking about kind of like a big sweeping change for how the users use the app and i think back to um transit they just launched their big 5.0 if you haven't used transit it's a really great like subway line uh nearby finder type of thing to plan your trips and all that kind of stuff in major cities Um, and they've always been a ui i like to steal ideas from like i feel like they always do a great job which is well designed taking like the card ui to the next level it's pretty interesting but in their 5.0 blog post uh they did a little behind the scenes talk when they went from transit 2.0 to 3.0 they made a massive change uh it used to be like this list view and now it was this map view and they had taken away this button that they'd used for nearby lines and they were talking about it how this big sweeping change and removing that core feature even though they were planning on bringing it back in a different way 25 percent of their users stopped using transit because of that update um, so wow. that's always something that's really scary for me is like, if you're doing this evolution and you're not sure that you're going to break something for users, essentially, even if that's break something mentally for them, yeah. that can be a really scary aspect of this evolution because you don't know until you start dying, basically, after you put it out there and you realize <laughs> users don't like it. And then you're not getting those users back. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this. And it's touch, it's touching literally every aspect of my approach mm. to this app is like, what do I need to do to make sure that users don't see this as a bad thing? Like this has got to be seen as being good. And so I guess part of the way that I've approached that is that I've been thinking about it the entire way along. And ages ago, wow, ages ago when I talked about, I think maybe on this show, I talked about how like, I didn't even approach like the design changes until I had figured out 
a couple of core aspects of like, how am I going to bring this stuff into that new design that I want to deal with? And how does this work? I didn't even start making moves in the, in the direction because I needed to figure that stuff out because that stuff was important because if I left that stuff out and didn't think about it and tacked it on at the end, it's literally going to be like, it would have literally felt tacked on. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't care about it or it could have been forgotten about altogether. And there's definitely a lot of stuff in that vein and making sure that like even though it looks different it looks familiar yeah like that's always familiar is good like making it kind of bridging that gap of like it looks it looks new and completely different but it kind of looks like it's still the same heart yeah yeah and so i i feel like that's that's where you kind of like there are definitely downsides like you can break your app and you can remove features and like wow i've removed features and like heard about it for years <laughs> um, oh yeah like, i heard about when i removed pebble because pebble kind of screwed us over with that sdk change back at 2.0 uh, i heard yeah. from my whole like 12 pebble users for like <laughs> at least a year uh yeah. that it was removed <laughs> sorry pebble users you know there are definitely downsides to like removing features <laughs> and there are definitely downsides to like your app changing and evolving over time even yeah. though you leave that stuff behind not everybody does. Like right. some people, their heart was in that stuff and you've removed it. You've cut out their heart and left <laughs> it on the floor. A big bloody mess. <laughs> it's gruesome. So when you guys think about these types of things, is there like a like a process that you like besides just thinking about it? Are you pretty much just going with your gut as to like, okay, this is how it's going to be done? Or is there something more, slightly more like sophisticated that, in terms of process? I wouldn't say sophisticated. <laughs> 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 Nothing we um, do on this show is sophisticated. <laughs> I know, I was like, I'm just, I'm just looking for how I should do this properly. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, a lot of it starts with my gut. Yeah. And it helps that I am definitely a core user of my app. Yeah. yeah. Although that can definitely send you down the wrong direction. But um, I think a lot of it is that and trying to get the design in front of users at a point that's early enough but also I can get constructive feedback and yeah, not even okay. feedback, but then just watch them use it mm -hmm. because there are a lot of times I would watch them use um, like, for example, back before slopes 2.0, when I had that table view with the little map up top, like I'd be watching everybody trying to interact with that table view, try and make it bigger, try and do all these things with it. When really it was just a dumb display for all your data that you were scrolling underneath a la mm -hmm. Fantastico and just watching people use my app that way. I could be like, Ooh, clearly I'm missing what yeah. should be going okay. on here and what users yeah. expect to interact with yep. and take note for that for my future iterations. So f beyond that, like I don't have the resources for anything crazy for like user testing and pushing out things behind feature flags and seeing how they work and all those kind of things. Like I'll do some A-B testing, but like yeah. it's mostly my gut paired with then getting it to users and seeing what they think. Yeah. Lately I've been like worried that is my gut right? Like, um, the upside is that I do have a partner. So we're like, you know, Yano and I yeah. are talking about it all the time. But I think one of my biggest fears is that like, we went largely with my gut for the gust two in terms of content and what it was going to look like. And then it didn't, didn't pan out like the way we thought. And, I, and so my, my biggest fear is that like our, our third one's going to fail because it's, we're still going with our gut. Or I mean, we're obviously trying to be more smart about it and like having a lot more having a lot more conversations with users 
But this is like one of the things that's been like looming over my head. But I think that comes with any launch, right? Yeah. <laughs> or any new product. Yeah. And I would say that your instincts, I'm not going to say gut, I'm going to say instincts. I would say that your instincts get smarter as you, because I don't know that guts <laughs> get smarter, uh, <laughs> as as you kind of learn, as you learn the lessons. And sometimes yeah. it, like with the Instagram thing that we talked about earlier, Sometimes you've got to learn the lessons the hard way. Sometimes yeah, you've got to true. take something, you've got to do something, and then like and everybody's day is ruined. And like you've got to hope that when that happens that you don't lose everybody in the process, but mm-hmm. sometimes that's the only way. Yeah. I would say that like part of my approach has been to, and it helps, again, with like Curtis, it helps that I'm a core user of my app. Like I use my app constantly. And in my use of having the 2.0, new 2.0 UI of GiveWrapped on my phone, I've found that my use of it has changed and changed Mm. in a positive way because of the way that I've laid it out. And so with that, I can go, okay, well, I feel like this is good. Like I'm, I'm on a good trajectory here. It doesn't always work like that. I'm not always going to be like, I'm not always going to know. And sometimes you just got to get it out and, like one of the approaches that I do with that sense is to like, A, I'm doing it in small chunks of where, <laughs> where, when and where I can. Like if I can throw out like one tiny change and like yeah. and gradually work my way towards it, I'll do that. But otherwise I'll like have a way to turn it off if I can. Like, you know, I have a way to remove it if everything is going pear-shaped mm. or have a way to like adjust things or, or whatever in any way that I can. Like in any way that I can make adjustments post-release, I will implant that so that I can uh, so that I can tweak it as I go. Yeah, yeah. I won't do the whole, uh, or at least I haven't done the whole idea of like what you're talking about, basically feature flags or being able to tweak it remotely. Mm. But I have done the. I really like what you're saying about shipping it kind of little bits at a time, so you can test it. So like the 3D view, yeah. and don't get me wrong, the 3D view took me months to write. But once I had that out there, it would have been easy for me to push that everywhere in the UI since I'm so excited about it. But I wanted to get it out there first, getting users trying it in the timeline view, see how people responded to it. And then I saw people were really excited about it. So the next thing I did was make it a share card that people could share an image of their 3D view on Instagram or Facebook or stuff because I then knew that my users were excited about this. So kind of getting it out there earlier and testing the waters has been helpful for me a lot. And just giving yourself that permission to be like, well, really, I should have the 3D view on this screen and this screen and here and here, because that is your complete vision. But you need to test the core first. Mm. Right. And to, to finish up, that is really the kind of the core thinking behind what an MVP is. Like, get the thing out there, get the core of the app, find out what that core is, right. get that out there. And then like that can evolve. Like it's, it's okay for apps to evolve over time. It's okay for software to evolve over time. We kind of rely on it as indies. It's totally fine to have something to grow and change. And so like, obviously it's hard from your perspective, Alice, to get something out there because you don't have, like there's no current Gus 3 that you can just right. tack a couple of features yeah. onto. But if you find the core, if you find the core of what you want what you want to ship down the line and you kind of whittle away all the things that like can be whittled away until it's still useful, but this like little thing, ship that and then you've got something to build and grow and to like for people to get excited about and you can kind of expand it in the ways that people are excited. I feel like evolution of software can be a good thing as opposed to having to be like this horrible thing that you thrust on users, it can be a good thing. And you can do it at any point. It's just about knowing what the core of your app is and then building on that. 
So, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, if you'd like to talk to us about your apps and how they've evolved over time, you'd like to share your stories of how that's gone well and badly and horrifyingly and, dear God, everything is on fire. Hopefully well. You can send us an email. Our email is hello at independence.fm. And uh, if you would like to get us in touch with us individually, because that's a thing, we are on Twitter. Occasionally. And Mastodon. <laughs> I don't like... I don't like saying Mastodon. It's weird. We're on Twitter and the other one. I <laughs> I am on Twitter as Jelly Bean Soup. I am Eat a Duck I Must. And I am at Parrots, the plural of the bird. Thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you again in another fortnight. And until then, goodbye.